Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Kurandaria shia handaya sikiri andaria. Kurandaria harabosia handaya. Yes, thank you, Lord. Well, Lord is saying this year will be a year of joy and rejoicing for many, in many quarters. And the Lord is saying your joy will not be circumstantial, will not depend on circumstance, and that you will know my people by their joy and by the love that they have, but also by the spirit of rejoicing upon them, says the spirit of the living God, where joy will just rise up between my people. There will be no animosity, no striving. The pettiness of the past is over, says the spirit of God. Or I'm bringing my people into a spirit of unity in, in the realm of the spirit that I've ordained for you is joy because in joy there is healing. In joy there is, is rejoicing, there is laughter, there's happiness, there's well-being, there's every fruit of the spirit that you want to dine on and you want to feast on, says the spirit of God. And it will be a year of feasting, not famine. It will be a year where there will be a, a celebration. In all places, says the Spirit of God. His people will look up and see their Creator and look up and know that I am God, says the Spirit of God. Joy and rejoicing will come because of salvation increasing in the earth, says the Lord. Many, many souls will come into the kingdom this year, says the Spirit of God. And you will see many places where people have not been saved but gathering together. They say in my name, you will see whole houses of worship converted to me says the spirit of the living God for many sit in the valley of decision they're trying to make up their minds if this Christian thing is real or not or if this is what I need or if this if they really do feel this way says the spirit of God and I will answer that cry it's a heart cry says the Lord and it's a question that they have as to whether or not my power is real in the lives of my people joy comes with overcoming there will be increasing in salvation and increase in healing, increase in miracles, increase in the manifestation of my glory and my power in this year, says the Spirit of the living God. And you will carry it, says the Lord. You will carry it far and wide. You will carry it in places that you've never been free to carry it before, says the Lord, because with joy comes victory, comes overcoming. Joy opens doors for you. Laughter will, will heal and win people over, says the Spirit of God. You will have laughing healing meetings, says the Lord, where uh, the joy of God will heal people and they will shake off. Uh, the devil won't know where to go when he gets shaken off by the power of joy, says the Lord. He has no more foothold. So this will be a year of joy, says the Lord. You're going out in joy. You will come in with joy. The coming year will be marked by my people who walk in my joy, says the Spirit of the living God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. And this is real, says the Spirit of God. This is real. People who wonder if this is real, it's real, says the Lord. Because my people will finally be free enough to walk in the realm that I've ordained for them. They will walk in a high place, says the Spirit of God, where they will tread upon high places in their lives, and they'll finally get to that clearing where they know that they have overcome every obstacle, and they are walking totally in my freedom, says the Lord. So look up, look for the unusual, look for the unique, look for unique and wonderful manifestations of my power and my glory, 
And it's upon you right now, says the Spirit of God. It will manifest today. Before this day is done, you will see a demonstration of my power like never before, says the Spirit of the living God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. 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 So we don't have time to get ready. He's going to do it anyway. Amen. It's like ready or not, here I come. (laughs) Praise God. And that's good. God's God's a great God. Praise God. We just want to acknowledge our visitors. Hi, brother. How you doing? See, we didn't even put the camera on you. <laughs> just thank you. Thank you for waving to us. What is your name again? That's Miss Sheree's uh, boss. <laughs> we heard all about it. <laughs> it's good. We thank you for for being our connection over there to to distribute work. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Praise God. And little sis, I ain't putting you on the spot. I already asked you. She didn't want to dance with me. I guess she said, how old is she? I said, maybe I dance. I'll dance with girls. That's okay. <laughs> but you've been here before, so we won't put you on the spot as a first-time visitor. So it's good to see you, though, baby. Okay? Good to see you. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. So today we're going to talk about the fact that favor takes the fear away. Amen. Favor takes the fear away. I uh, when when I taught on uh, Mary and uh, I forgot what that topic was, but anyway, we we preached on that recently about faith and, and things related to it. One of the concepts related to faith is divine favor, and um, there were so many things. You know, when you after you preach, there's so many things you sit down and you think about. Boy, I could have went off in this direction, and uh, boy, why not think of that? That always happens to preachers. It always happens to people when they share a testimony, you know, and that kind of thing. It's like you won't get another chance, but you will. And so <laughs> you always get more than one chance to share your testimony, and that's a good thing. And uh, so, but anyway, I was thinking about what favor does in the life of a believer and how important it is. And, and you know, of course, teachers always think nobody, we don't really understand it, God, like we should. You know, it's always our little cry. And, uh, you know, and we can always talk more about it and get to understand the concept better. But I think favor comes for a number of reasons. So favor is not just to get you a job, amen, or to get somebody to give you two more weeks to not pay that same bill you ain't been paying. You know, we don't need an extension. We need a bailout sometimes. Let's just be honest about it. Huh? Can't pay it, don't want to pay it, and if I had the money, I'd do something else with it anyway. That's, you know, we need that kind of help. Huh? <laughs> we, have, we have yet to allow God to train us to get it right sometimes. You know, we get anxious for things and step out impulsively. And, uh, you know, but God loves us and he wants to help us to do things his way better to pay your bills live off the rest and believe god for the added things but sometimes we can't do that you know i was guilty of that when i was married and my husband said why don't you wait for me i said it's like it's like putting a stake in a vampire's heart man are you kidding me wait (laughs) on you give me a break huh (laughs) i'd rather eat lint Huh? I mean, seriously, that was torture for me. He said, I'm going to get you. Oh, don't tell me you're going to get me nothing. 
go get it myself. Give me some money. <laughs> I wasn't that independent, you know what I'm saying. I was a benevolent beggar. Anywho. But, uh, <laughs> you know, the kind you like to have around sometimes, you know, instead of the pest kind, but anywho. But uh, where was I going with this? <laughs> but favor takes the fear away, and I think this is what we need to understand, that many times our mistakes are caused by fear. They're not really caused by it's so important and we'll just die if we don't get it. Or, you know, they're going to put us out if, you know, something, we don't get something by 4 o'clock or something like that. But, you know, we, a lot of our, our um, failure is caused by fear and giving in to fear and having a wrong reaction to fear. So that's why God places favor <clears throat> on our lives. In Luke chapter 1 and verse 25 uh, let me see. We'll go to 26. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou that art, that just means hey, thou that art highly, you know, hey, Mary, that's what it was like. You're highly favored. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Now, when the angel comes to her, angels, angelic uh, visitations would oftentimes bring fear to people. Because when angels showed up, you didn't know if they had good news or bad news. And so when the angel appeared to her, it was the custom of the angels to alleviate fear in people when they wanted to bring them good news and this is why when you have fear it comes up in your life like a shield uh, that's why the bible says he surrounds his beloved with favor as a shield so you get the favor shield instead of the fear shield uh-huh and see if you'll take the favor shield that shield is there to protect something in you, which is your faith. It's there to protect your heart from fear. It's there to protect you from getting back over into the realm of the natural. Uh, and it's so easy to flip out of the spirit and over into the natural so you don't get everything that God has for you. Um, you know, sometimes people, people get real emotional and excited when they sense the presence of the Lord. Uh, bounce themselves and jump themselves and holler themselves out of the realm of the spirit so they can't receive everything just an aside you know what i'm saying they just, but you know they just need to be taught to stay with god in the spirit because it's important that you stay in his realm so that he can give you everything he needs to give you while you're getting the message you know a lot of times we get a prophecy and we get excited and want to run off with it well oh how are you gonna make that thing happen you know what i'm saying what's what's your part to do and it's instruction it's not something to get excited about you know necessarily i mean there's an excitement there but you're listening for god to give you instruction and you want to receive everything that you need to carry that out so it'll be real you know that's the important part is that it come to pass for you in your life and so as she receives that shield of favor, she yields to the same news, actually, that somebody else had just received, uh, Uncle Zach. Huh? 
or cousin Zach, whoever he was, but he was married to Elizabeth, Mary's cousin. But he had same, received the same message. You're going to give birth to a son. Where he was already in the temple, in the presence of God, and he stepped out. You see how easy it is to miss God and not receive. And so he got a rebuke for questioning how that was going to happen. And so I think what happens sometimes is God even exceeds what he normally does. Because, you know, when Zacharias received the news, God said, it's going to happen anyway. Whether you believe me or not, I'm going to shut your mouth so you don't confess unbelief over this. This is an important event. And so we need to understand that God, when God comes to you to give you something to do, he knows how to take care of everything. He, he wouldn't choose you if he didn't know he can clean you up, straighten you up, shut your mouth, help you out to carry it out, you see. So he brings the, everything that's in the anointing and in the spirit of God that you need to carry out, what you need to do for your miracle or whatever, God has already pre-prepared that for you. And so he, he, God is a strong God. He's not weak. He's not just taking no answers from people. Uh, that's part of his mercy. See, if he comes to you and says, I want, to, want you to do this, and you say, well, I can't do it. I don't know how to do it. Shut up. Because if he, he didn't know he could use you with all of your weaknesses, faults, discouragements, all of that kind of stuff, he would never choose you. You got me? That's already overcome and considered by the time he comes to you. He knows what, he's got to do something to help everybody. You understand me? There's nobody who does everything in God perfectly. And so he has to do something with Oral, Brother Oral Roberts. He had that kind of like flashing temper, you know, that just come on you and you get angry. And he might say something. That, and God had to help him with that. And look at, look, look at what he did even with that weakness in him. And so these are things that we need to understand about God. When he chooses you for something, when he decides it's your time, when he decides it's your hour, he supplies everything. And favor is one of the, the great things that he places upon us because of the strength of it. That is, if you receive his favor instead of walking in fear, you'll find that great things happen as a result of your obedience to God. Some people are so fear conscious and fear sensitive, they just walk in a, a little little nervous ball all the time. You know how they try to pretend they're not scared. You know, we've all done that. You know, whistle a happy tune or, you know, whatever. You put a pasty smile on your face or, you know, something like that. And then the devil comes up with something all of a sudden and knocks you out. And then, you, you know, you know what's underneath there. Well, this isn't that. Favor does favor actually by your faith by believing god you step out of the shell of fear you step out of the armor of fear you step out of the armor of your limitations and you step into the realm of god's spirit where the shield of favor comes upon you and surrounds you and if you get scared and messed up or you start letting your mind wander and give in to fear and you pull off track you can get back there again don't think because you've abandoned God and given in to fear for, you know, a, a little bit or a day or two or acted out in fear even that you can't get back to the place of favor where you were before. It's a matter of believing God. You see what I'm saying? And picking up whatever it is that he told you as truth 
and letting go whatever is not truth and, and not walking in that. Many times you would see, you would see some, sometimes you see these odd situations in, in the Bible where a prophet would, would have a, a younger prophet training him. And they give him instructions like this. Go tell so-and-so this, 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 this. And don't you stop for anybody. Don't say hi to anybody. Don't, you know why that is. Because if you get diverted, you break the power of the Spirit of God on you. And you break that shield of favor. And you'll lose what it, the message that they told. That's why the, a lot of times people, when they minister, they'll seclude themselves from people. As if they know that they are easily distracted by people's words and their activity and all this kind of stuff. And so we, we have to respect that God has provided everything that we need, but we've got to stay under that power. You can't just veer off and start doubting God and wondering. And somebody else brings you some more bad news, and you know that, that we, I don't know if God told me that or not. Or, well, do you want to see it come to pass, or you want your kid to die? You know, that's what the, the, the centurion that, that uh, had invited Jesus to his house to pray for a sick daughter. You know, and Jesus told him, don't listen, don't pay, ah, don't, don't go there, just believe. Stay believing, and that shield comes back on you, and it will hold you until you get the place of the release of that thing. I often wondered, I said, how did that man just, just obey that? When they've already told me, I said, isn't his mind trying to pick that up again? And, but when you're in the presence of God, that doesn't happen. See, when you understand to stay in that shield of favor, if Jesus is with you, you're in that shield of favor. And so that's what Jesus wanted him to do. Don't lose me. I'm your hope. I'm the one who's going to be there with you, and I'm the one who's helping you. Stay with me in this, and it'll work out all right. And that's all we have to remember when God gives us something to do is stay with him in this and it'll work out all right. Because the enemy's going to send ideas to you. He's going to send fearful thoughts to you. He's going to send anything he can to you to distract you so he can discredit God in your eyes. He hates it when God gets glory. He hates it when God gets credit. He hates it when the plan of God goes through. Because it makes him look like what he is, a liar. So you've proven him out to be a liar. And so what we have to do is always keep in mind that God is our hope, favor is our shield, let the fear go, pick that up, and just continue to walk in it. If you step out of it, pick it up again. It's still there for you. Walk in it again. And so when we, we understand what God wants us to do, then we'll understand that favor comes to take the fear away. It's, it's our real shield that we're to walk in. Along with our faith, as long as you're believing God, that shield of favor is working for you. So, pleasing God is a matter of the heart and of our actions. What's in your heart to do? Is, is, are you letting God's word penetrate that, even if it's something you're not obeying? Or even if it's something that rubs you the wrong way or makes you feel convicted or whatever, that's conviction's a good thing. It, it lets you, it compels you to do the right thing. And it lets you know this too, that doing the right thing isn't too hard for you. Look at the people that backslide and they, you start out pretty good in the church and then go back in the world because, oh, well, you know, I just couldn't stop, whatever. You can stop. See, favor lets you know that you can stop. It lets you know that God is with you to help you 
and not to condemn you for your weaknesses and your faults. Why would Jesus die for your sins and then condemn you for them again? You understand when you think about it, but see, if you don't learn how to flush your mind out and keep your mind healthy and active with God's word, the same Jesus that was your friend a minute ago can be your, your staunch enemy the next minute because of something you do that the devil tells you, you he's holding against you. You understand what I'm saying? It's held against you until you confess it and be contrite in your heart. Humble yourself and get, get where you're supposed to be. And God will help anybody. Help anybody. Oh, it always amazes me some of the stories you see in the Old Testament. Uh, you know, Hezekiah is given a death sentence. He said, oh, wait, hey, hey, hold, hold it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Wait a minute, wait a minute. You draw from your experience knowing God is a merciful God. Come on now. God, if you got any more mercy from in you for anybody, use it on me today. Huh? Because I need it bad. And the prophet, you know, hands him the death sentence. And this is what got Jonah in trouble. Jonah was didn't want to go to Nineveh and preach because he wanted to see God. For once in my lifetime, God, let me see you kill some of these people you'd be threatening to kill. And the people would repent. Even people who didn't know God would repent. So he gets ticked off because God's always merciful. Well, Jonah, let it work in your life. You understand what I'm <laughs> Go ahead and obey God. But, but they were accustomed to great mercy from God, the ones that knew him. We need to get that familiar with God and understand that, that he's a God of great mercy. When, when things, you know, there you ever got something from God and you sent him and try to figure out, oh, did I pray for that? When did I pray for that? Uh, you can't, that's his mercy. Telling you, you don't nickel and dime me. You don't ask me for every little thing. Can't I give you something on my own sometimes? Huh? He's kind of like a real good husband with a lot of money that you just keep tied up in the basement all the time. You know, it's a hostage husband. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. Oops, excuse me. Got a little flashbacks. But anyhow, whatever. <laughs> but pleasing God is a matter of your heart and your actions. Got to be action. Our God is an action God, which means he carries out his will. That's his nature to do that. You have the same spirit dwelling in you. If you belong to Christ, you've got the, the, the spirit in you that compels you to, to perform on your own words. That you would, would carry out your own promises to people. You don't want to disappoint people. You don't want to leave them. You're not an excuse maker anymore. You're somebody who can fulfill the word of God. So he carries out his will. If he said he'll do something, and he will do it, uh, whether uh, no matter how long it takes, no matter what changes he has to make in us to receive it, he will do it. Amen? He, if he didn't do it, that would make him a liar, and he's not a liar. Amen? In fact, the Bible says it's impossible for him to lie. So he wants us not to be liars. He wants us to fulfill what we say we're going to do. We shouldn't be the kind of people who tell people you have no conscience about telling somebody you're going to do something and later on make excuses why you didn't get it done. See, that's, not, that's not God's spirit telling you to do that. 
And so, you know, my greatest prayer sometimes, God, let me let me feel like you do about the things that I do. You know, let me understand how to keep myself a faithful person. So, you know, this is the only life I got down here right now. And so I want to make the most of this one so that eternity looks good to me. You know what I'm saying? You want to have something stored up for God there. In Psalms 3 verse 4, this is the promise of God. When you love him and serve him, praise God. Say Proverbs 3. Proverbs 3, verse 4. Sorry, I meant Proverbs. He said, let in verse 3, let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them upon your neck. Write them upon the table of your heart. So you shall find favor and good standing in the sight of God and man. So God wants us to have favor with him and with man. So don't let yourself believe God can do something and then believe that man can stop you from doing it. Mm -hmm. See, that's where we get our problem sometimes. We make people bigger than God. Uh So, you know, you'll say, well, well, uh, uh, you know, God gave me this job and, and I know what God does. It lasts forever. This job will never be taken away from me, blah, this, blah, that. And then, you know, a minute later, well, they're trying to fire me. You know, and you're all scared and don't want to go into work anymore. And the devil starts racking your brain. Well, if God gives you favor with himself, why would he stop and let man hold you up? See, that would make him look weak. Why do you make God weak and man strong? Huh? Well, the truth of it is we don't really know God well enough to know that he can overcome all of our weaknesses and failures. See, the problem is our experience and knowledge of God and really knowledge of God through his word. Because a reasonable person would sit up and figure, well, God gave me this job. And and when God does something that lasts forever, why would he let it be threatened like this unless he'll give me the ability to overcome it? You see. And so you must believe that even when the devil comes up with threats, God gives you the ability to overcome every threat because he gives you favor with himself and with man. You see. So you gotta believe for both of them. This is like the one commandment, love God and your neighbor as yourself. Well, it's always a twofold relationship with God. He has to give you favor with man in this life for you to live successfully here. But on the other hand, your favor with man does not overreach your favor with God. He's the main one you need to to keep relationship with, and he's the main one you need to to focus on. And God will cause the hearts of men to to be melted towards you. You People tell you things like, I don't know, it's something about you. You know, you hear that a lot when you're a Christian. There's something about you. I couldn't get you out of my mind. Well, we've got other applicants who are stronger applicants, but you are, you're my favorite. For some reason, I decided to take a chance on you, that kind of stuff. And so God gives us favor with man. In Proverbs 8, you'll see that wisdom and favor are related. You must seek wisdom. You've got to, you've got to have that relationship with God. In choosing his way and and feasting on his word. It's so important to meditate on God's word and make that word your delight. 
It says, oh, you simple, understand wisdom, and you fools be of an understanding heart. Here and I will speak of excellent things, and the opening of my lips shall be right things. In the NIV, I think it speaks, in verse uh, 5, it speaks of having favor. Wisdom is the mind of God, and it pleases him. So when we listen to him and do what he says, we have favor automatically. So many times we'll walk in a realm of favor where good things come to us, blessings come to us, God's attention is focused on us and we know it. We have a peace with God. We don't fear. We're not frightened. And if the problems do come up, we can get them answered quickly because of the wisdom of God that that ministers to us continually. You want the thoughts of God in your head all the time. You don't want the devil interrupting your conversation with him to put his doubt and his craziness in your mind. You want that all the time. So what is favor? Favor is is grace, the grace of God as a gift. Amen. So grace is unmerited favor. That's one of the definitions. But grace is God's empowerment in your life. Everything that you thought you needed to be able to accomplish, grace will get that done for you. It empowers you to do the will of God. It empowers you to overcome obstacles, to do the impossible, to get the impossible done, and to overcome everything. We had a situation in Detroit recently. We're trying to get our building approved, and it takes so much. You know, we just really couldn't find a building that fit all the requirements that the city had. And I knew there were some requirements, but when we got to the meeting with, before the planning board to, to, you know, they were giants and we were little grasshoppers. <laughs> <laughs> it just was true. And then the guy came up and was telling us, the, the, the guy in charge of the planning board uh, voted that re, he recommended that we get denied, you know, our permit. And then there's two people that came up, looked like they came out the dumpster in the back of the building. We don't want them in our neighborhood. We got churches. There's a church down here and a church there. I was saying, if I was opening a bar, y'all be in my pocket right now. You understand what I'm saying? So anyway, <laughs> but God raised a one person because of what? Amen. Huh? Gave us favor with that one individual on the board and he spoke up for us and everybody else went along with them you understand what i'm saying and so then we find out that none of these requirements do we have to fulfill at this point but they just want money for you to come before them and you fill out some papers that's money you know give them their money you know give caesar what he is so anyway that's what he wants but it's it's working out that if we stay in the realm where god is with us and we know he's with us and stay encouraged and stay hopeful and stay in the word and stay up then this thing will will go through and it'll be approved for us just like the last place we were was approved for us and that's the other thing god will not deny you once he approves of you he won't deny you you got me that's not how he works he he will find a way to approve you over and over and over again and so it's, it's not just just not his nature to want to keep us on edge, wondering, well, he's, he's going to do that this time, or what did I do? I've done something wrong. And all. If the blood don't take care of it and you don't know how to get that resolved be- between you and God, you need to go back to rookie Christian school. You understand what I'm saying? Because we come too far in the things of God to be turned back and turned around. 
why it's taken the time it's taken, I have no clue. I quit wondering about time. Huh? Time has got to be my friend. Amen. At my age, if I'm still wondering about time, I'm in bad shape. You understand? Well, it's got to be my friend. I'm too old for it not to be my friend. So anyway, it's always going to work for me because God is working for me. So favor is described as grace as a gift, especially that given through Jesus Christ. That word also means gratitude, thanks, and kindness. Favor also means that someone is leaning forward toward you and doing what's needed or requested. It's like, you know, somebody, you getting somebody's full attention. It's all focused on you. And that person is leaning in toward you and granting you everything that you desire, what you request. It means thanks and thankfulness, gratitude. Favor also means concession or credit, where God will credit you with something, not take away, but credit. See, God is not a takeaway God. Well, you don't know what I did. I know what his son did. You understand what? And that takes care. If that don't take care of everything, we just lost. You understand? We need to go back to the drawing board. Just go serve the devil again and have a good time at it. <laughs> you know the blood of Jesus won't even let you have a good time serving the devil. <laughs> they say, oh, this don't feel right. Oh, oh. Don't even know how to get my mind in gear to enjoy sin no more. Amen. <laughs> uh, somebody's glad about it. Everybody in here get glad about it. Care if you're glad about it or not. You need to rejoice when the blessings of God, what the blood bought for you, don't ever not be glad for that. All right. I got spanked now, so I'm back on, my, back on track now. Praise God. <laughs> but in Luke uh, chapter 1, if we'll go back there, it's interesting how favor, what it did for Mary, what she was able to accomplish because of receiving God's favor. It wasn't so much being visited by an angel you know don't get it twisted don't get your mind on the wrong thing you know people get all hung up when god talks to me through dreams well he talks to me through the word i don't have to i don't have to wait for a dream i can talk to i don't i don't i don't sleepwalk you understand what i'm saying you know that 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 line of thinking got miriam kicked out of the congregation yes, remember yes, yes. she thought she was bigger than moses god heard her and aaron now this is this is interesting they think they know god but they ain't got no business sense than to backbite his minister and think god can't hear him and <laughs> you know there's a proverb that says curse not the king amen not even in your bedchamber, because a little birdie will hear it and go tell him. Huh? That's how God protects leadership. Are you kidding me? Man, so many crazy people out here, they just wait to see somebody, you know, in leadership fall. Well, hey, if I fall, you fall. Because we're a body. Are you kidding me? I want to see everybody that names the name of Christ prosper and go forward. I don't wish that on nobody. 
that's crazy but they sitting up there backbiting moses because he was married to a, a non-jewish girl well who was he gonna marry on the backside of the desert what <laughs> he running from pharaoh all the jews so he would love to have been with his peeps huh but he running for his life so you marry who's at the well I could preach about that for them, but I ain't gonna spare y'all. It's the last service of the year, I'm gonna spare you all my usual, huh? But you marry a girl that's doing the right thing, you know. God can raise her up and teach her His ways and accept her, you know. Now that's not for anybody here to go marry some unbeliever. That ain't what that's for, huh? There's plenty of Christian girls you could marry. You need to start praying for them. And men, too, you need to start praying for them to come in your path. Huh? Don't be liking bad boys. It's bad Christian boys. Huh? I like the way some of them preach. You understand what I'm saying? Men look good preaching. We shouldn't have to do it all the time. Praise God. And all the men said... I had to talk to you anyway. You like that, do you? <laughs> no, I'm messing with you, little Howard. You, you all right, brother? You know, you, you know, you all right with me? Amen. Praise God. But that was pretty. That was pretty swift. What? The radar. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> and then mother is saying, "Do it! Do it! Do it! <laughs> do it!" <laughs> Favor also means goodwill. Somebody is there to do you good and they show it. They're not trying to hide their goodwill from you and intimidate you and threaten like they can't release it to you. You got me? So God is there to cause them to do good. I remember when I was (laughs) trying to get my my dental work done at the old dental school. I said, how did I wind back up? You know, I had flashbacks when I went in that place, you know, from... Being, in, you know, in that little complex where the nursing, dentistry, and all that stuff is together. And so I said, ooh, it's got to be God for me to show up over here. But my blood pressure was high, and I didn't know it. And I can remember the little dentist that was taking care of me. He said, you don't look like you guys. I said, I don't know what's wrong. My blood pressure is normal. Kept confessing it normal. And he did all them little procedures he wasn't supposed to do. <laughs> I said, I promise I won't die. I said, I'll pray. I said, I'll pray first. God won't let me die. You won't flunk out of school because you got a dead woman in your chair, you know. You know, they always scared of flunking out. They got all these money tied. I ain't going to let that happen. I like you. So then I was, then I started mooching little water pills off Pastor Shirley. We like treat, she's my doctor now. They said, you need to see your doctor. I will. I promise you I will. And messed up again, I had to have an extraction. I knew I couldn't just get that with no no shot or nothing. And so I remember them having their little discussion, all the students. What are you going to do? Well, we can't do it. So under my breath, inside of me, I was praying in the Holy Ghost. And I said, Lord, just let me get this done. I promise you, I won't do this again. I'm going to get in my word. I'm going to turn myself in, whatever I need to do. So I heard this conversation where their, their, their supervisor was telling them, 
Oh, you can't do that. Well, well, and they kept standing there, and he's, he just changed. He said, well, okay, we'll do it this time, but have her have that conversation with her physician. Which <laughs> I've already talked to Dr. Shirley. <laughs> but see, favor will turn the person in charge from being against you to for you, even against their bread of judgment. You see what I'm saying? And so, and I knew God would take care of me, but they didn't know. I'm not taking a foolish chance. You know what I'm saying? I got them stupid pills now. <laughs> got to run to the bathroom at McDonald's and <laughs> whatever. You know, I'm in the loop now, okay? I turned myself in. So, you know, it's not like that. I'm not taking a foolish chance or anything. But I'm telling you, sometimes favor is what you need. See, I'm not going to go home and wait another two weeks and all this. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to get this done because I believe God will help me through that. He's my healer. Amen. So he healed me enough to get in that chair and get on up and get on home. So can I tell you? So favor means goodwill and loving kindness. People really want to do good things for you. And sometimes you can see people's hearts change toward you because of favor. I remember uh, listening to, uh, remember Anna Nicole Smith, the, the woman that got her life all messed up real bad. And her mother was a Christian. And her mother was also a, a bailiff. And, you know, and Anna Nicole was in drugs and stuff like that. So she and the mother were at odds a lot. And she quit speaking to her mother. She had grandchildren that the grandmother never knew because of that estrangement. And so when she died, these lawyer friends of hers set it up that they buried her and her son and allowed nobody to go visit their grave. And so she was testifying at some kind of trial they had later. It was something to do with Anna Nicole's estate. And she said, well, she said, I just, just felt like I needed to go see their gravesite. She said, and it was way in the Bahamas, and I got a ticket, and, you know, your heart's bleeding, and, you know, why can't this? And she said, they told me at the gate, they said, I, I, we can't tell you where she is, and we can't tell you where the son's buried. Nobody's allowed to go back there. And she said, I stood there for a minute, she said, and God just, and the lady looked at her and said, I'm not supposed to tell you this, but if you go down there to that row and you turn, those two graves are down there. And she said, I saw God change. He just touched her heart right in front of me. You understand what favor is? It's you're going there and you decide that you're not going to be fearful. You're not going to take no for an answer, but you're not going to get in the flesh and try to get it done. That's what messes us up sometimes. We don't know how to be silent and let God be God. Huh? And quietness and confidence, that's where your strength is. You don't have to be boisterous and telling everybody what, because you ain't going to do nothing. Most of the time, just bluffing. Huh? So the favor of God affords joy. It opens doors that are hitherto closed to you, that previously have been closed to you. It opens those doors. It gives pleasure, delight. It bestows what is not deserved. So don't go through your little mental file of what I did and naughty or nice, you know. You can chalk it all up to naughty, okay, and forget about the earning things and just say, okay, you know what, this is not deserved. 
I ask God for it. I'm believing that he's going to give it to me. And that's all I need to do. Amen. That's righteousness. And after righteousness, nothing else is required. So Mary goes from fear to confidence. Now, this is a big deal for her. You know, it's not like uh, this is go take somebody a message from God. This is something that is going to alter her life forever. Amen. This is totally life changing. And it may not work out to the good. And so in verse 29, we say, we see, uh, it says here, she talked to the angel and he was, he told her that she was highly favored and blessed. Verse 29, when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and was thinking. When it say cast her in her mind, it just means that she was kind of considering or thinking, what, what was he talking about? The angel said to her, fear not Mary. In other words, put the fear off and take on favor. Amen. You have no reason to fear. He says, you have found favor with God. And he says, and behold, you shall conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and call his name Jesus. He shall be great. He shall reign over uh, God's kingdom of the house of Jacob forever. Verse 34, then said Mary to the angel, how shall this be, seeing I know not a man? So she's talking to him in very practical terms just like we do this is a weakness for her she believes because she if she's engaged she knows how babies are born you got me so she's ready to be married you understand and she's had the conversation with mom and all that kind of stuff and she understands what is expected of a hebrew wife she understands all of that how else would she find favor with god now god is not going to put a holy child in a hoochie mama's house you understand what i'm saying the favor doesn't just come out of boom nowhere and land on you you qualify for god's favor when he says you have found favor in the sight of god that means as far as god's work is in relationship is concerned with her this ain't her first rodeo you understand what i'm saying she knows the rope she knows she's got to stay pure until her wedding day and she's accepting that and but she's asking him now how are we going to get over this hurdle you understand me and, and what's going to happen there and she was adamant about staying in her position of refusal until she got a, a reasonable answer from that angel and he told her not to fear because the power of the of the holy spirit would overshadow her and that's how she would conceive now this has never happened before can you believe god for something that's never happened before of course you can this favor allows you to understand that god is means good when it says goodwill favor means goodwill that means god is not telling her to do something that's sinful or that's wrong or that's going to get her in trouble with her future husband i mean she got all that stuff staring down at her and if this really ain't god it can be a master mess up amen but if she knows it's god then she has to get some assurance from god that it's going to work and that's what favor does it gives you assurance from god that no matter what the risk looks like to you God's going to work it out. It doesn't have to look perfect at the beginning, but he will work it out if you let favor help you step into it. It may not look like it's going to wind up being a blessing in your life sometimes, but if you stay with God and let favor work for you, it will work for you. There'll be a lot of situations in life 
that you find yourself involved in and it don't look good you know right now good jobs are a little hard to find and the government's trying to flood this country with with people who work for almost nothing you understand what i'm saying it don't look good for the average citizen sometimes but god you've got to believe that if you step out of fear and quit worrying about what your future is going to be and how you're going to get this and how you're going to get that once you step into god's favor and trust him and believe him that it will work out might take a while to work out but it's going to work out amen we're always worried about time and how much time it's going to take as much time as it needs to take but you just want a good result you want it to work out so she mary got up and went and visited her cousin favor took her there she got confirmations about god's will in her life she had to let her fiance joseph know god had to speak to joseph he had to speak to people all the way down the line on her behalf to get this thing to work for her joseph was actually going to just you know hey whatever (laughs) you know roll the dice you get a bad one you know whatever he liked mary and all that but this is a very important thing in the life of jewish people that they marry virgins and they they you know get somebody you don't want to get somebody's lying to you off the bat Oh, it's quiet. Shh. Huh? I'll get little Howard to play me some more music. Mm-hmm. People, you you know, I, it, it, people make mistakes. You can get forgiven, but don't get into dishonesty with somebody. Don't get in a relationship where they lie, you lie, you're covering things up all the time. There's no foundation for that. Won't last. You understand me? It won't last so anyway she has to do all of that and so joseph god spoke to joseph in a dream not to when the, well in that, that those days you had they say they were put away but actually it was a divorce because the only thing left was the consummation of the wedding the vows had already been made so she was under a vow to joseph not to have any kind of relationship with any other man but she shows up pregnant and so joseph if if it weren't for god coming into him in a dream and so mary has to have enough confidence in god to go through all of these steps i mean you know we whine if we don't you know we pray one time and want everything to heaven to open up and pour us down everything at one time but there's some things you got to walk through a step at a time and believe god is with you that's faith anything else is just pretense you understand what we can't live in pretense we have to live in daily faith in god so she has daily faith favor shows up for her every day she gets up like a shield there is not one day that you need to be without the the awareness of the favor of god in your life it doesn't just come and go we come and go god's always there and he's always willing to work on our behalf and he's always willing to help us if you're a parent you want your kids to have the best even if you can't afford it for them huh you're a pitiful parent if you don't want the best for your kid you understand what i'm saying well, why do you think god's any different he delights in giving us the desires of our hearts life delights in giving us the kingdom so mary goes from fear to confidence by one word from the angel he told her she was highly favored 
and she finally was aware of it and she knew it now you need to know that favor comes upon us for certain things that we do in god it'll come upon you for a certain task that you need to do in god then there is favor just as a blessing in your life because god sees fit to bless you from time to time he'll start to move things in your life so that you can receive what he has for you i noticed that that this christmas i've been getting more money than giving and that's a little unusual for me because i like to not outgive god <laughs> i get something i want to give something you understand what I mean? it gets to be nice after a while to do that see i don't stop and worry about how i'm going to do <laughs> i shouldn't say that <laughs> the bill didn't come in yet huh but i'm believing him for them too you understand and there's not many i'm not you know i'm not one of those people that charges up everything we did that when we were sinners i don't do that anymore but you know there are times where i say well i do need to get this and i'll go ahead and and spring for it and then but i expect god to bring me money to pay that bill when it comes in too you understand what i'm saying so i don't go and put the bill in the neighbor's mailbox <laughs> oh we have a mail mix up around here uh, so favor opens the door to grace and we know god is with us we know he's on our side there's an assurance there there's a relaxation there there's an absence of fear and worry there when favor is present with you and it's more than just material things favor sometimes you will see show up in relationships where you'll be reconciled with people that I've, I've gotten two reports of people that i know of that were able to get relatives in their midst you know that they haven't seen in years and spend time with them and so these things come because of god's favor in mary's life favor reassured her of a good outcome when the the angel said in verse 35 he said to her the holy ghost shall come upon you so any whenever you hear the words god is with you god's going to do this that's when you know it's going to work out okay you're not just jumping out here on your own trying to do something he says therefore also that holy child which shall be born to you shall be called the son of god he said and also your cousin elizabeth has conceived in her old age and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren for with god nothing shall be impossible so he's telling her listen elizabeth's pregnant and she like four times your age mary whatever it was you, you understand what i'm saying that was say she said really you understand what i'm saying so favor allows you to start to believe for the impossible god to remove mountains from being in your way from standing against you you know like my little group of doctors that didn't want to pull my tooth <laughs> i want to say listen i'll go in the bathroom and pull it myself y'all keep talking like this but you know you don't do that you want things done right and so favor allows you to see the impossible turn out to be possible amen it, it overshoots rules and regulations you know and it's not that god is a lawbreaker but god will there are times when god has to cancel out laws and cancel out rules for your benefit so let's go to esther chapter 4 and we'll see how god overturns rules and laws to accomplish his will and in his will must be a matter of prayer 
You know, you've got to have relationship with God where where you know that God is with you and you know you've set it up so you're believing in something that's real. You're not just walking around trying to get stuff, get God to give you stuff because you call yourself saved. You understand what I'm saying? This is this 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 is born out of relationship. When the angel told Mary she had found favor with God, she wasn't praying to be the mother of Jesus. I don't believe, you know, it might have been, but you know what I'm saying. This came out of the blue because of the lifestyle that she lived before God. And so let many things in your life come out of lifestyle. See, blessings will come and sit in your, the, the greatest blessing for me is to, for God to use me to improve somebody's life. You understand what I'm saying? It's material things are kind of, and it ain't cause I'm old either. You know, I like sparkly things and new things just like everybody else does. But that ain't my meat. You know, that's when I know, I know that God is with me when he, when he trusts me to use his power to alleviate suffering, see somebody healed, see somebody get out of a wheelchair. That's, that makes my day. You see what I'm saying? It just makes my day. And so, uh, and sometimes he'll give me opportunities like that, and they're so wonderful. You know, you'll be in a supermarket, and somebody will just mention something to you, and you feel the presence of God come upon you, and you know that it's time to do the thing. Amen? And that's a glorious feeling. So it's, you know, it's a good life. The life that we have like that's a good life. So in Esther chapter 4, we know the story here. Esther is a young Hebrew girl that has been, uh, uh, she won the Miss Persia contest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the king had a wife. Kings have many wives. You know, you find God getting involved in things, and sometimes we say, well, God don't believe in a man having more than one wife. Yeah, but he believes in saving people's lives. See, there's always a bigger picture when God, <laughs> God gets involved in something. He ain't that concerned about the legal ramifications of a lot of things you know he can straighten that out he makes amendments to laws anyway um the king had a wife and she fronted on him one night huh and instead of him slapping her around he kicked her out huh well if she's not going to submit to her husband and, and be a proper first lady or whatever they're supposed to be then, you know, he's the man in charge, and he figured, hmm, you know, there's other women in this kingdom, and they're looking at her bossing me around. We can have that. Uh, so then his little buddies in the king's court, all the men said, no, nah, we can't have that. <laughs> My old lady found out about it. She only an inch off of me anyway. You understand? She found out about that, and, you know, so we can't have that. So they kicked her out, and they decided to have a little Miss Persia contest and choose from the single women who were the unmarried women who were there and find one that was suitable for the king. And we know Esther found favor in that realm, and she was entered into that in the, the choices of women that were supposed to be uh, material for the king. And then finally she would, they were all presented to the king, and he chose her. Well, you know, if you're in there with a bunch of Women, just like Steve Harvey says, it could go either way. Yeah. I'm going to tell you who's going to be the going to win. I'm going to choose her, and then I'm going to choose her. Yeah, either one. You know, some people take all the fun out of everything. 
but uh, Esther had enough sense to know that it wasn't just because of her physical appearance and how they had purified her and all that kind of stuff that she won, but it probably didn't register with her so much that it was God, you see. Sometimes God leaves you hidden. The revelation of who you really are stays hidden for a season until God's ready to show you what you really are there for. And so Esther, what happens is eventually there's a, a threat made to all of the Jews, whereas Haman, one of the king's uh, servants, somehow gets the king to sign a decree that says that the Jews can be murdered by all the people in that kingdom and it would happen on a certain day. So Mordecai decides to fast and humble himself before God. He's walking around in sackcloth and ashes and that was common during that time when you had bad news and you wanted God to respond, you went into a place of mourning. And so Esther is so caught up in being queen when she sees poor Uncle Morty down. Now he took care of her all in years when she was an orphan. And he took care of her and treated her like his own daughter. And so he's in sackcloth and ashes and she looks down and sends him some clothes. In other words, don't be, don't go too Hebrew on me, Morty. You know what I'm saying? I'm up here and I'm doing this. I'm the queen. I'm Persian now. I ain't Hebrew no more. So don't get ethnic on me down there. As the like, you know, when you get in, you go somewhere and you're living in the burbs and your cousin want to bring out the barbecue pit, you know, you, you know, all your neighbors is white, you know, and all that kind of, you know, don't, don't bring the barbecue pit out just yet. We got to feel this out first. huh? And so he's in sackcloth and ashes and she told him, don't do that around here. Put on some nice clothes. This is the palace where you at. So Morty says, take your clothes and you know what to do with them because this is serious right here. And so Esther is there and they're having this back and forth with Mordecai. And so it says here, Esther called in verse 5, um, Esther 4 verse 5, Esther called for Hatak, one of the king's chamberlains, whom he had appointed to attend upon her and gave him a commandment to Mordecai to know what it was and, and, and why. What is he doing this? Hatak went forth to Mordecai into the street of the city, which was before the king's gate. Mordecai told him of all that had happened to him and of the sum of money that Haman had promised to pay the king's treasures for the Jews to destroy them. Also, he gave him a copy of the writing of the decree that was given to Shushan to destroy them, to show it to Esther and to declare it unto her and to charge her that she would go into the king and make supplication unto him and make requests before him for her people. So here she is. She'd been the queen, no, you know, sitting in the lap of luxury. And all of a sudden, her past starts to cry out to her to be who she really is. You understand what I'm saying? It's like, you know, there's a story about a, a, a man that was a backslidden healing minister. And he was sitting in a bar drinking. And some man fell next to him with a heart attack. And so he knew what to do. He repented. He knew God had put that man there right beside him and didn't care if you, I don't care if you backslide now. You belong to me. And so God will do that to you. you you'll think you can't do it. You know, it's always somebody at your job that needs prayer and you can't pray in front of people because that's religious harassment and all that and you might lose your job 
And God says, "Uh uh-uh, I'm calling on you to be who you are in this place too. Uh, You can't be undercover no more. Amen. Jumping in and out of the closet. He didn't know. Uh-uh. He wants you out the closet. Amen. Ain't nobody in there nowhere but Christians anyway. All the gays and come out and everybody else didn't come out. Caitlin and come out. So, you know, it's time for everybody to come out their closet. So it says all the king's servants. I'm sorry, where was I? In verse 8. Wanted to destroy them. Verse 9, Hatak came and told Esther the words of Mordecai, and Esther spoke to him and gave him a commandment unto Mordecai. She said, all the king's servants, all the people of the king's provinces do know that whosoever, whether man or woman, shall come into the king's inner court who is not called, there's only one law. So if the king don't send for you, don't show up because he'll kill you. He don't want to see you. He lets you know. And he ain't going to be bothered with you twice. You got me? When people have power, they have power. And so he decides, she decides to plead with Morty to see if he can get her off the hook. You know, I don't want to do this because I might lose my life. And so it says here, except to whom the king shall hold out the golden scepter that he may live. So if she shows up and he really don't want to see her, or she burnt a chicken the night before, you know it was an off night or something he just going to put her to death but if he holds out that scepter to her then she'll live that scepter represents favor it's favor with man amen where men will change laws and change their minds because god touched their hearts on your behalf god's got to touch people to do this he's got to touch people she said i have not been called to come into the king these 30 days and they told to Mordecai Esther's words. Then Mordecai commanded to, uh, to answer. He said, Esther, think not yourself to yourself that you shall escape in, from the king's house more than all the Jews. In other words, listen, when they start looking for Jews, they're looking for Jews, and you're going to be one of them. Amen. You can't change who you are. And so he says, if you think you're going to escape more than anybody else, I have news for you. God did not put you there to turn your backs on your people and you yet live. You know I mean? That's not God's, that's not, favor does not work to the exclusion of people in need. It works to include people in need. Amen. He says, and he told her, he said, don't, don't, don't think that you're going to escape. He says, for if you all together hold your peace at this time, God won't use you. He used somebody else. But this is getting done. Huh? See, Mordecai, see, sackcloth and ashes will do that for you. You start fasting and praying and you will hear from God. So Mordecai informs Esther. He says, look, you can let God use you. But if you skip over this chance, he's going to use somebody else. He said, he's not going to let his people die. I have it on good authority, you see. God's always a winner. And he said, if you pass up this opportunity to help us, he said, then deliverance will come from someplace else. You understand me? But God will get his work done. See, favor doesn't mean God uses you only. It means that he uses you as long as you're faithful and willing. And when you get unwilling, he'll pass over you and go to somebody else. What do you, how do you think God runs his kingdom when we ain't, we ain't feeling it? 
or we ain't in the spirit, or we don't have time, or we can't get up on time, or we worked hard, and all this. How do you think he gets works done with all that going on in your little world? His world is so much bigger than you are. He says, for in verse 14, for if you all together hold your peace at this time, then enlargement and deliverance will rise from the Jews from another place. In other words, God, God got plenty, folk. He said, but you and your father's house will be destroyed. He said, and who knows whether you come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Amen. You know, we are, that's one of our favorite pet, pet phrases with Christians. You call for such a time as this. You see what's facing this girl? You don't want that at your doorstep unless you really know God and you really know what's going on. This ain't time for your pet Christian phrases. You know what I'm saying. We pick things up out of context. It's like people, well, your Boaz is. You running around with all these broke brothers. Are you kidding me? Listen. Boaz was was just merely uh, the man she used to sign the legal papers for her to get her husband's dead husband's inheritance. Now don't get it twisted. He ain't coming with all. Yeah, he had money because he was in the family, but that money really rightfully belonged to her. You know, she just didn't have a way to claim it through inheritance. So as I mean, you know, come on now. Ruth wasn't begging. She was humbling herself, but she wasn't nearly begging. Huh? She had an inheritance, you know. Come on now. So anyway, <laughs> and you ain't either. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I hate it when I hear these Christian women tell me, "Yo, Boaz, like you so broken, he's so rich." That ain't even that ain't even right. We all got the same daddy. Uh-huh. You know, you just happen to like boys, and you help hope he like girls. You understand what I'm saying? That's just, he ain't raising you up out of poverty and making you somebody. You're already somebody. Okay. So Esther heard Mordecai. Saying, Fear sheds off when you get truth in you. She said, oh, okay, it's like that. <laughs> now I understand. I understand the whole show. They didn't explain it to me like that, my boy. So she says, she told him, okay, we'll gather together all the Jews that are present in Shushan and fast for me. Don't eat or drink for three days. See, her Hebrew is coming back now. Break out the barbecue pit. I ain't scared of my neighbors no more. Huh? So she gets her Hebrew on. Huh? She said, I and my maidens will fast likewise, and so I'll go into the king, which is not according to the law, and if I perish, I perish. Amen. So it's like that for some, in some situations. Mary experienced the same thing. She could have been, her, her future could have been drastically different from what it turned out to be had God not been in this thing. But favor allows you to go through a difficult process step by step by step. So this is just the first hurdle for Esther. She has to be seen by the king. So she's standing there in favor. She's not standing there in fear when she goes to talk to him. Then she has to make sure that God changes the king's heart. He accepts her invitation. She invites him to a dinner with Haman, the man who is 
set up this murder of the Jews. And she's anticipating that God will be there every step of the way. Well, if God takes the latch off the first door and you walk through and you're still alive on the other side, he will open up every single door down the line. That's why it's not wise to stop in the midst of obeying God and listen to people who want to tell you it's not going to work. Or tell you what happened. To, oh, you know, you can't, uh, you, 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 you can't just go and get prayer and that's all you need. You sick. I would, you know, my aunt did that. They went to them meetings, went there, and well, well, your aunt ain't me. I'm going in faith. I don't know what she went in. You understand? But God is telling me he's my healer, and it will work for me. And so we have to favor, will seclude you from unbelief. It'll seclude you from fear. It'll seclude you from wrong words being planted in your heart. Because if God couldn't help you out already, he wouldn't have told you to do it the first time. He can see the devil sending emissaries to you to get you off track all day long. But he still sends you out with his favor as a shield around you to be your new shield. We've been wearing fear all. We've been wearing fear too long. You understand what I'm saying? We're scared of everything. Even with God, we're still afraid. Is he going to do this? Is he going to do that? Well, if he's not going to do it for you and you his child, who will he do it for? Huh? That's so silly. You know, it's like you got money. Pastor Shirley has money and she would spend it on the neighbor's children and not her own. See, we all look at that funny. So if he's not going to spend it on us and spend time and give us things to do, who is he going to use? He's going to use us. And he'll use us in spite of ourselves. Huh? Hezekiah cried out to God and God told that prophet before he got off the property. Now, unless it took you two days to walk from the front gate to the king's palace, I'm thinking it's maybe 10 or 15 minutes. That's all it took for him to pray that prayer and God to change his mind. He changes his mind about his people all the time. You understand what I'm saying? And he said, look how, he'll, he'll say something like this, look how he humbles himself. That's all you got to do. Amen. That's all you got to do. Quit lying to yourself. Quit faking it. Quit lying to God. Quit lying to everybody and just get hard down honest. Huh? God, I didn't do that right. And I didn't do what I was supposed to do. But would you please forgive me and give me another chance? And boop! Got 15 more years added to his life. I'm telling you, God is amazing. Don't let the devil take your mind and blow your mind about what God will do for you. And the quicker you can believe God and get up and step in the favor, the quicker it'll happen for you. Quit laying around feeling sorry for yourself. I did this wrong. Now you're going to do something else if you keep talking like that. You understand what I'm saying? Get up while you can and go and do the will of God. Amen? Why don't we stop? Father in heaven, we thank you for your opportunity to minister to your people. We thank you for understanding, blessing, treasure, favor, all of that. Lord, release us into your realm of favor. Help us to believe you, Lord. Just help us to stay with you by your precious Holy Spirit, who is our guide. Thank you, Jesus, for being the completer of our faith. We don't have to work this out alone, but we work it out with you, and we thank you for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. If anybody needs prayer, come on up, and I'll pray for you. Praise God.